0: Good morning. We are concluding our movie series today, so enjoy your popcorn, it'll be another year. (laughs) But today we're gonna look at the movie Air, and it's a movie that takes us back to 1984, and the year Michael Jordan was a rookie, and the Air Jordans were born. And At the time, Nike was a young company that made running shoes. Adidas was the basketball shoes everybody wanted but Nike wanted to get into the basketball market, and it was a crazy idea. But as we know today, they made it happen. And this is the exciting story of how they did it. And I was interested in this movie when it first came out, because I have first-hand firsthand experiences with the impact of the Air Jordans. Because the same year, in 1984, my son Brandon was born, Pastor Brandon to you, And in 1995, when the Air Jordans were Air Jordan 11, was voted the most popular shoe of all time, Brandon was an 11-year-old who fell in love with basketball and had to have them. And we couldn't afford them at the time. And I can remember that it was the longest, all-time biggest argument we had. (laughs) And I just kept saying, I am not spending $125 on shoes, they're just shoes. But, you know, 11-year-old Brandon knew they were more than shoes, You could be like Mike, you could be cool. They were identity and worth, and they said something about who you are, which is really important to an 11-year-old. And even for us, grown-up Christians, who know that our identity and worth should come from something other than shoes, We let all kinds of things define who we are. And this is a film about shoes that reveals our culture's longing for more and for the identity and worth that shoes represent. But it's also a fun and exciting movie with an all-star cast. Matt Damon is Sonny Vaccaro. He's the main person, main character in this movie. And he's the basketball guru who's trying to bring Nike basketball to Nike and Phil Knight is the CEO he's played by Ben Affleck he's kind of an eccentric guy and this first clip you'll see the problem at the heart of the movie so watch the clip
1: honey I'm missing the Sunday bar Phil why do you think this guy is skateboarding to work we're a public company doesn't that have a car probably just some kid it looks like he's 50 years old. He's bald and he's a beard. Is that Pete? Why would Pete skateboard to work? Maybe he's having a midlife crisis. I, I hope he doesn't scratch my car. Uh, it takes 17 layers of paint to achieve that precise color of purple. They call it gray, which sounds kind of pedestrian, but it's pretty... Anyway, how was the strategy meeting? Disaster. Uh, wonderful. What's the plan? away our tiny allocation on three mediocre players again. Sonny, we had an annual loss. I had to lay off a quarter of the company, okay? I know, Phil. Do you? Do you know the whole basketball division's on the chopping block? That the board wants me to fire everybody? And I can't guarantee you without some improvement, that's not going to happen at the next board meeting. Well, we need to increase spending. <laughs> I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. It's, it's smaller now. Is Strasser's number right? 250k? Yeah. Uh, What about 500? No! You're lucky to have 250K to fight for that. Your balance sheet's a debacle. Half the running shoes in the country that were sold last year were Nike's. It's 900 million in revenue. You want to spend 250K on basketball? You know what they're telling the board? There are potentially a million customers for basketball shoes in the United States who would wear those shoes only when they're playing basketball. They're wondering if any investment is worth the potential upside. Well, if a board member said it. The board Basketball is the future. The NBA finals are on tape delay. It's literally the past. People watch basketball. You know, we took four goals at the Olympics. And nobody get. We dominate the running shoe market, Sonny. 200 million running shoes. Because that's what people do. They run. And when they walk, they wear running shoes. And when they go to the store, they wear running shoes. And when they go to work, they wear running shoes. That's what they do. People are starting to ask me what you do here. You know what I do here. I... I know you you go to a lot of high school basketball tournaments and uh, usually with a layover in Vegas and I'm told that you're a basketball guru or wizard or uh, it's hard to quantify that to a board. You know what I do here. You're losing, Sonny. Yeah, just because you lose it doesn't mean it wasn't a good bet. This perfect result's It's not It is Those are the central principles that built this into a billion dollar business. I can't win if you don't give me a bankroll. You have to be accountable. You're accountable. We're all accountable. I'm accountable to the board. I told you not to go public. I told you this would happen. You'd get tight. you change. Nice. This happens at every company. That uh, does it. All yeah, the companies you take public. All they care about season. is the P and L statement and keeping the board happy. Do you run? Is, is this going to lead to some Buddhist aphorism I don't want to hear? Do you run? No, Phil. I don't. It's hard. It's suffering. It's difficult. The illusion is that the finish line is the destination. That the act itself is the destination. I need five hundred thousand dollars.
2: Mister Knight, you one Pm.
1: Yeah. Okay, Phil. When you find a wise critic who will point out your faults, follow him as you would a map to a hidden treasure. And there it is.
0: The movie takes some flack because it makes us root for a corporation, and nobody wants to do that. But they do a good job of bringing it down to the human level. We don't really think about the corporation so much, as we think about ordinary people at work, trying to do a good job, trying to make money, trying to do what's right. And Sonny and Phil both want to expand the company into the basketball market. Phil Knight has to think about the company and the bottom line. But Sonny wants more. And this is really Sonny Vaccaro's story. So in the next clip, we see Sonny hatch this impossible plan to sign Michael Jordan. There is his boss, Rob Strasser, played by Jason Jason Bateman. And then you'll see his colleague, Howard White.
1: You, you tend to get broke. I need you. Shrink the, uh, Sonny, I, I'm going to be done in five minutes. I need you done now. Um, you guys are busy. Richard, it's fine. It's, Richard, I'm sorry. We're going to follow up, okay? Thank you. You know, uh, Sonny, in business, there's a way in which we conduct ourselves. I, I found him. Who's that, Jesus? Sit down. Okay. Linwood Robinson. That name mean anything to you? you no. Know? Great recruit. Everybody was after this kid. North Carolina got him. He actually announced his decision to go there the same day that Michael Jordan did. It was actually bigger news in the Charlotte Observer. It got a bigger headline. Within two years, Linwood Robinson transfers to Appalachian State. Nobody heard about him again. Now, watch.
0: This is the 1982 championship. The shot that Jordan makes. I've seen this. Everyone's seen this. No,
1: we've been looking at it wrong. Watch. Here's James Worthy, okay? Number one in his draft class, another guy we had no chance of signing. Correct. Why isn't he getting the ball? They're down by one. There's under a half a minute to go. Why isn't the superstar getting the ball? Why is the ball going to the 18-year-old skinny freshman from Wilmington, North Carolina?
0: They probably drew up the play
1: for Worthy, and Jordan was an option in case Worthy was covering. No, that's wrong. Worthy is a decoy. We've been looking at this wrong. Look, he knows he's not getting the ball. They're in a 1-3-1 zone. What's going to happen the second Worthy comes across the lane? That zone's going to collapse on him, leaving Michael Jordan open in the corner, and the ball's going to go to him, and he's going to shoot it. Look, when he shoots it, he shoots it right away. He knows he's getting the ball. The play is drawn up for Jordan. And now that you know that, watch Jordan.
0: Do you feel like your plane is on its final descent, or are you just circling? Look at him.
1: Look at how relaxed he is. Look, he wants the ball. He's calling for the ball. The whole world is watching him. He's 18 years old. He's three seconds away from the biggest shot of his life and the biggest shot of Dean Smith's life. Remember the knock on Dean Smith? He couldn't win the big one. He'd been there three times, couldn't get it done. This is his fourth and maybe his last time. Dean Smith didn't even start freshman. Michael's only the third freshman to start for the guy. And what does he do? He puts the ball in the hands of an 18-year-old freshman. Why? because Dean sees the same thing that I see, the same thing that Linwood Robinson saw, greatness. I don't want to sign three players. I want to sign one. I want to sign him. We build a shoe line around just him. We tap into something deeper, into the player's identity, into that. What's that mean? He doesn't wear the shoe. He is the shoe. The shoe is him. You want to anthropomorphize the shoe, put little legs and arms on it? Have you seen the Arthur Ashe commercial? uh, 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 This is the racket that I won Wimbledon with, and you could have bought it. We do that, but with a shoe.
0: I'm gonna blow a quick 20 right
1: here, okay? It's gonna cost too much money. No, not if we bet it all on one guy. Too risky. You want the whole budget? Whole budget. Can't do that. We're going to spread it across three or four players. I've said that. We have 250k. We can get him for 250k. Guess who else has 250k? Adidas has 250k too. Okay, so even if we were to offer him 250 thousand dollars, Adidas would be able to match it. Meanwhile, all our other prospects have signed with other teams. Plus, Jordan has made it abundantly clear painfully clear that he doesn't want to come here. So you would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. Do you have that? Yeah, I can tell him the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is f- terrible. I do not love it.
2: You think Phil gonna go for that?
1: But you like the idea, right?
0: The idea? Of Michael Jordan?
1: Yeah. What you gonna offer? The whole budget.
2: As in nobody else getting no money. Phil is gonna fire you.
0: Well, I can handle Phil. Sonny is willing to risk everything on this. The subtitle to the movie is A Story of Greatness. And that's what Sonny sees in Michael Jordan, greatness. And it's not just about his performance and what he does. It's about who he is inside. He wants the shoe to have the identity of Michael Jordan. And even in basketball, we see that it's the heart, the inside that matters. It's not just the outward performance. Our identity Who we are is who we are on the inside. And Sonny's been warned not to contact the Jordans, but he has this gut feeling, and he talks to people, he gives a careful, measured thought, and then he takes the risk to go out to meet with the Jordans and try to convince them to sign with Nike. He goes to their home in North Carolina, and he's risking the whole budget, the whole basketball division, and his own job and his own future. So watch this clip with Mrs. Jordan. Excuse me.
1: Excuse me, sir. Can I help you? Hey, I'm looking for the Jordans. Well, you're in the right place. Are you, are you Mr. Jordan? James. Uh, Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Oh, man. Here we go. Well,
2: James? <laughs> Who
1: is it? Hello, Mrs. Mrs. Jordan.
2: Uh, my name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. I believe Mr. Falk made it clear that we weren't interested. Yes, I, I was told not to call. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? Well maybe the worst of all my faults, and believe me
1: there are many, but <laughs> I, I don't like to take no for an answer. And mm. I actually think your son should be endorsed by someone with that exact mindset. All right.
2: Come on back, take a seat. Thank you. Lor. I'm out here if you need me. Okay, baby. All right. Five generations of Jordans have lived and died in this forest by the highway, and here since the Civil War. Some of these trees are over 800 years old. It's quite presumptuous of you to show up at my door but I believe the saying that if you say what you want that's fine and good but doing something about it you know, that's what really counts is he here he is but you don't need to see him it's not time for that where'd you get that name Sonny
1: so, uh, well <clears throat> my mother had trouble bearing children So when it finally happened, she said that when she was staring up at the bright hot light in the hospital, all she could think about was the sun.
2: She's still with us? She's not. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but but she did her best to raise us.
2: I think it's admirable giving your life for your family. You give and give until there's nothing left to give, then you give some more, but (laughs) it's worth it. You're good at this.
1: We're sitting here talking about my parents instead of about you.
2: I've had a lot of practice, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Mr. Vicaro, now you do understand that Michael's intention is to sign with Adidas with Converse as a second option. I do, and with
1: respect, I think that's a mistake.
2: Um, I,
1: I'll make a bet with you. I'll, I'll tell you exactly how those meetings are going to go. And if I'm wrong, then, then don't take a meeting with Mikey. But if I'm right please consider that, that you and Michael come out.
0: This is an ode to moms everywhere. And Dolores Jordan is really at the heart of this movie. She's the hero of the movie. And she knows her son. And she reveals a steely strength to guide him and to, to almost guarantee his future. And it's clear that Michael's sense of worth and identity, his confidence, who he is, comes from the family. His identity and the story of greatness starts in the family, with parents, and with supportive relationships, because none of us achieves greatness on our own. After talking to Mrs. Jordan, Sonny gets yelled at by a lot of people. Some of the greatest scenes in the movie are people yelling at him. But he succeeds in getting the Jordans to take a meeting with Nike. And that means that Sonny and the basketball division have three days to convince Phil Knight to budget the 250 k for them, to create a marketing plan, a strategy for the meeting, and to create a shoe and present a model of it to the Jordans. And we're going to skip some of the most fascinating parts of the movie so that we can get to the actual meeting with the Jordans. And in the meeting with the Jordans, Sonny gets impatient. There's kind of a cringy marketing video. And he goes off script, interrupts the video, and delivers an inspirational speech that's at the heart of the movie. So watch.
1: I'm sorry, turn it off, Rob. Turn it off, just, please. Sonny, what the f*** Forget about the shoes, forget about the money. You're gonna make enough money, it's not gonna matter. Money can buy you almost anything. It can't buy you immortality. That you have to earn. I'm gonna look you in the eyes and I'm gonna tell you the future. You were cut from your high school basketball team. You willed your way to the NBA you're gonna win championships. It's an American story, and that's why Americans are gonna love it. People are gonna build you up. God, are they going to? Because when you're great and new, we love you. Man, we'll build you into something that doesn't even exist. You're gonna change the world. But you know what? Once they've built you as high as they possibly can, they're gonna tear you back down. It's the most, predictable pattern we build you into something that doesn't exist and that means you have to try to be that thing all day every day that's how it works and we do it again and again and again and i'm going to tell you the truth you're going to be attacked betrayed exposed and humiliated and you'll survive that a lot of people can climb that mountain it's the way down that breaks them Because that's the moment when you are truly alone. And what will you do then? Can you summon the will to fight on through all the pain and rise again? Who are you, Michael? That will be the defining question of your life. And I think you already know the answer. And that's why we're all here. A shoe is just a shoe until somebody steps into it, then it has meaning. The rest of us just want a chance to touch that greatness. and We need you in these shoes, not so you have meaning in your life, but so that we have meaning in ours. Everyone at this table will be forgotten as soon as our time here is up. Except for you, you're gonna be remembered forever, because some things are eternal. You're Michael Jordan, and your story is gonna make us want to fly.
0: Sonny asks, who are you, Michael? And then he goes on to give his own answer and to define and describe an identity that surpasses basketball and surpasses time. The others are really impressed with Sonny's speech and they say, great speech, where did that come from? Phil Knight goes so far as to think about it and decide he's going to be remembered forever, too. But Suddy's trying to persuade, and this is a marketing speech. But the fact that it resonates so much with the people in the room and with the audience tells us that he's giving voice to something in our culture, into this longing for more. It reveals a longing for more than this life, for eternity. He says, you're going to be remembered forever. Some things are eternal. It's a longing for legacy and lasting meaning and significance. How did the speech make you feel? Can you relate and feel that longing for eternity, for lasting meaning and significance, meaning that lasts forever? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that God has set eternity in the human heart. And that means we're wired with a sense that there is more, that there's more than this life offers, and that we're created with a longing for more, that you and all the people you know have a desire for something lasting and eternal. In his book, Soul Keeping, John Ortberg has a chapter titled, The Soul Needs a Future. And he says this, Other creatures can live happily for today and not think about tomorrow, but not us. Our blessing and our curse is our ability to extend ourselves into tomorrow. We are different. We have a radar for eternity. Human beings have an instinct that life does not end with the grave. And we have a hunger this world cannot satisfy. You don't have to believe in the Bible to see this. Look at the pyramids, visit a nursing home, and look at the movies. Sonny says, We need you in those shoes not so you have meaning in your life, but so we have meaning in ours. You're going to be remembered forever because some things are eternal. God has said eternity in the human heart. And Sonny gives voice to that in his inspiring speech. He implies that underneath our striving for material things, for success, for popularity, underneath all that is a longing for eternity, for more than this life offers? Do you think that could be what's underneath our anxiety over shoes and what we wear, over performance and our possessions, over social media and popularity? That it's a desire for something lasting, lasting meaning. How do you see a longing for eternity in our culture, in the people around you? and in your own soul. The soul needs a future. We long for more, for legacy, impact, to make a difference. But as great a basketball player as Michael Jordan will become, he's not eternal. And celebrities and material things and possessions and even people, other people, don't have the capacity to fill that need in our souls the desire for lasting meaning, for worth, for identity. There's only one person, one relationship, that really is eternal. And that person is Jesus. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then at the end, just before his arrest and death, Jesus said in John 17, 1 3, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Knowing Jesus is eternal life. Real hope for the future. The promise of glory in eternity, and we can have confidence in that. You can know Jesus and live with hope for that glory in eternity. And it's not based on anything about you or anything you do. It's based on Jesus and his death on the cross and your belief that he died on the cross for you. And the word Jesus uses for eternity is not about time or number of years. It's about quality of life. And this promise is in the present tense. It's not just about how long life lasts. It's not about number of years. It's about abundant eternal life that begins now. The invitation to receive eternal life is not just for later. It's about a quality of life now. And Jesus invites us to know him in a relationship of love and forgiveness and wholeness and healing and peace and joy with a God who always loves, always forgives, always accepts us, always provides what we need. And when we believe in Jesus and we receive his love and grace, we find our identity and worth as his beloved children. We find meaning and we touch greatness in a relationship with Him as His disciples, as we grow, as we come to church, enjoy community, worship, serve, read the Bible, and pray. And we can pray and ask Him for help, to see what's eternal, to choose what's eternal. Your heart is set on eternity, and growing in a relationship with Jesus is how we live the abundant eternal life now. In this last clip, Dolores Jordan calls Sonny, and he expects, as we do, that this is the victory call, that she's gonna say yes, and Jordan is gonna sign with Nike. But not quite yet. Mrs. Jordan shows us strength and courage to ask the hard questions and to not settle for less. So watch the clip.
1: I'm not finished. No, yeah, excuse me, sorry, go ahead
2: how we are willing to accept the deal and commit right away, but with one minor provision. Name it? It's nothing, really. It's so obvious that it's omission. I assume from the term sheet was a clerical error. I'm sure it was. Michael will get a percentage of the revenue of the sale of each shoe that is sold. I'm sorry? Not all Nike shoes, just the ones with his name on them
1: oh uh, Mrs. Jordan so that's not how the business works at all I mean I, I understand the assumption but um, what the athletes get a licensing fee in this case obviously a groundbreaking fee but they don't actually participate in the gross sales of the shoe I mean, because Nike's a public company so that they, they can't that would disrupt the industry and they, they wouldn't they, um, they, there's, a, there's a whole other set of economics around this it's very complicated yeah I'm sure and it's quite, quite complicated realistic. Um, this way it's cleaner because you know uh, and the family knows exactly what's going to come in every
2: year. Well, that's not his concern. Um, okay. Uh Uh-huh. His concern is that in order for the shoe to be meaningful, in order for young people, many not of real means, to want to go out and spend the money that they've worked all week, two weeks, at the mall for, then Michael has to create the meaning in that shoe. His name is on that shoe.
1: Yeah, so actually we think that's a benefit to him because his likeness gets marketed by Nike.
2: No, his likeness, his name, is not in any way meaningful to Nike unless he scores 40 points a night every night, beats Akeem, as rookie of the year, makes All-Star and All-NBA team.
1: Okay, that would be exceptional, and, and um, you know, it is the NBA, so these are the best of the best. Well,
2: he has to be better. He will win championships, multiple championships, final MVPs. I know my son. All-star selection, all-star MVP, defensive player of the year. But
1: ma'am, with respect, Sidney Moncrief is the defensive player of the year. Adrian Dantley won the scoring title. They're not, you you don't get to be Magic
2: and Michael Cooper. It's basketball. But if he does it, he deserves to be compensated. You eat, we eat. That's all he's asking. That's a fair point. But that's
1: just not how business works. I mean, they they invest the capital and they get the
2: reward, and that's how it goes. Well, maybe that needs to change. Because if he does what I think he's going to do, what you also think he's going to do, and what Michael knows he's going to do, then it won't be the NBA promoting my son. I promise you, it'll be the other way around. And in that case, he deserves a piece.
1: Mrs. Jordan, I I understand what you're saying. I. I actually agree with you. But that's just not how it goes in this life. People like your son, people who work for a living, they don't let us own anything. We take the best we can get. And this is a great deal. This is the biggest deal this company has ever offered anyone, by
2: far. Michael could blow out his knee next week. Mr. Boccaro, I agree. the business is unfair it's unfair to my son it's unfair to people like you but every once in a while someone comes along that's so extraordinary that it forces those reluctant to part with some of that wealth to do so not out of charity but out of greed because they are so very special and even more rare That person demands to be treated according to their worth because they understand what they are worth. Or their mother does. You purport to know a good deal about my son. You tell me. Is it me who believes in Michael, his name? Or am I just a healthy reflection of who he is and what he believes about himself? Hmm? Isn't that why you came to my home? Yes, it is. Okay. Now I'm going to put it to you plain once again. Michael will get $250,000 and a Mercedes Benz that will be forgotten in a year. But he gets a piece of the revenue of the shoe and all future Air Jordan shoes. A shoe is just a shoe until my son steps into it.
1: I heard you were down there closing with mother. Adidas matched. He needs more. More money? Oh, I'm sorry, Phil. He wants a piece of the shoe, a gross revenue, just everything with his name on it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Sonny, thought you believed in this guy. Well, of course I do. There's not a lot of point in having a basketball guru if you know what somebody has to say. The board's never gonna do that. It just never happened before. You'd be putting yourself in a real bad spot. They, they could call for your removal. If yeah, this guy is who you think he's gonna be, it'd be the best thing that ever happened to this company, and it'd be worth every penny. Let me worry about the board. It's a big risk. You remember for the rules you break. Close the deal. Hey, Sonny. That's how I built this company. I get it, Phil.
2: Go get (laughs) it.
0: Dolores Jordan is really the hero of this movie. And she doesn't give up in this phone call. She shows the courage to stand firm and to ask for more, to not settle for the way it's always been done. She has the audacity and the courage to ask for more, to expect more, and to not give up. What would it mean for you to have the audacity and courage to ask God for more, to really believe in who He is and what He can do in your life? we so often ignore the power and strength that's available to us in Jesus. We we want to live eternal life, abundant life, to do all the things that Jesus calls us to do. But we're also drawn by material success, by social success, by other things. But there's a power and strength available to you in Jesus. And if you're looking for a next step, Begin with prayer. Begin with talking to God and listening for his leading. Jesus tells us to pray. He invites us to receive, and he gives us audaciously wild promises about what will happen when we do. And yes, prayer takes time, and we forget. And yes, sometimes it's boring and we get distracted. We don't always know what to say or how to say it. But we can do it. Don't give up. Don't settle for less than what Jesus offers you. You can start by simply coming into his presence and simply sitting, being with him. And you can do that right now. You can ask him, what do you want to say to me right now? And listen for his leading. Listen for that still small voice, the gentle nudges of the spirit. Tell him what you're thinking and feeling, what you want, what you need, and listen. Jesus is the light that overwhelms the darkness, freedom from the chains that bind us, comfort in our times of trouble. And Jesus came so that you could know God and receive eternal life. He came to give you life, abundant eternal life that begins now and goes on forever. He is your greatest source of identity, worth, and meaning. And that's the story of greatness. Let's pray.